Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Doug Selby, Chief Visionary, Sustainability Director for Meadowlark Design Build in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Many of your customers will pay more for items that improve the health, comfort, and efficiency of their home. Did you know that as one of the few things that pay for themselves over time, green upgrades can also boost your average project revenue and make you stand out among other builders? Well, Doug is here to explain how you can improve your bottom line with green upgrades, and we'll hear from him in just a minute. Life moves pretty fast. Bueller. Bueller. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here today with my co-host, Mark Harari. Heidi ho neighbor. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, and I'm excited about today's episode. I am too. Green, green, green. You know, I mean, I'm such a massive uh, recycler and all that stuff. I'm totally into, you know, being green, but also I think that it's not just about helping the planet. I mean, this is a straight up business proposition. You know, it can just make a big difference in the the revenue you generate, the profits you generate, and and again, make you unique. Well, and we've said it, you know, many people have said it. It it may cost a little bit more up front for for a renovation or or project, but in the long run, it it pays for itself Mm -hmm. 10 times over. That's right. So let's find out how, shall we? We shall. Doug Selby is a co-founder of Meadowlark Design Build in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he recently graduated from the CEO role to focus on long-term strategy and act as the company's sustainability director. Doug is a building science expert and has helped Meadowlark build a reputation in this community for quality of construction and leadership in ecological housing issues. Welcome, Doug. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you, my fellow Michigander? Uh, yes, that's right. No, I'm doing well. Um, it's it's cold here, so uh, we're ready for Christmas. How cold is it? Uh, well, I think I, I remember coming uh, back from the office last night. And it was about 17, and I oh. think it's about similar today. So yeah, it's it's, it's got a little bracing. Wow. Well, we really appreciate you being with us today. You know, I, I've seen you do some presentations on this topic with some of your fellow roundtable members, and it was fascinating. You know, you really you just know your stuff so well. So I appreciate your being willing to share some of that with our listening audience. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I can unequivocally say that um, uh, that we wouldn't be where we are today without a lot of things, including remodelers' advantage. Oh, thank you. Shameless plug for you guys, but, um, <laughs> but it is true. And uh, and uh, um, also, you know, um, green building during the downturn was one of the bright spots in the building uh, industry. And um, you know, awesome. we didn't go into it and start doing it because of that, but uh, but we certainly enjoyed the benefits of of, of that uh, being able to grow our company while uh, the industry was undergoing you know massive change and right. a lot of downsizing. Well, so okay, you didn't start because of that, but how did you become interested in green building? Um, well, I mean, I, I am a chemist and a physicist by training. Um, Fascinating uh, right there. So I, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, un, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, unexpectedly, I've run into a few chemists that started building companies. So maybe <laughs> there is something there. I don't know. But um, uh, but certainly, you know, I've, I've, I've grown up with around uh, science. My father had a laboratory uh, growing up that, of course, we were all forced to work in uh, for <laughs> below market rates. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, uh, 
so you know sort of uh science is in my blood so to speak and and um and so um uh but i also uh love carpentry and working with my hands and it was the the one light bulb moment i've had in my entire life was when i uh realized that uh that some people do carpentry by day and um <laughs> that i could actually make that my my main job and and uh as soon as i did that it, it just really came into focus for me and and um but um, you know, uh, Kirk uh, Brandon, my business partner, and I started the business, and, and we, we we first started talking about, you know, when when we were first forming the business about all these great things people were doing, um, and uh, you know, structural insulated panels and insulated concrete forms and all these cool construction methods, and and you know, I just thought people didn't do it in the Midwest because uh, it was too expensive or something, and and you know, Kirk had, was working out in Seattle at the time for people who had no money worries at all. And, uh, he said, no, nah, they're not really doing it out there either. So, hmm. you know, part of starting our company was to say, you know, we, we know that there's better ways to build. We know that there's, uh, there's, um, you know, better methods out there. So let's, let's, you know, let's explore those in our company. So you, when you started Meadowlark, was that, was that a goal right from the beginning then? I think it was, you know, Kirk and I spent a lot of time, uh, doing primitive awareness skills and, um, sort of learning to uh, to live off the grid, so to speak, uh, uh, going out in the woods with a knife and a blanket and seeing, you know, how, how well you could do. Um, wow. Uh, and um, no matches, no lighters, no nothing. And, and, um, really? Uh, and have to make your own shelters and things like that. And, and um, you know, so obviously, you know, uh, we have we have a love of the environment anyway. We would go, uh, you know, just as uh, for, for fun, we'd go, you know, camping to kind of really beautiful locations and things like that. And, um uh, so uh, both of us shared that sort of that love of, uh, of the outdoors and and um, and the environment and you know nature in general. So I, I think that was a natural choice for us to start a little bit focusing on that when we were forming a company. So how do you think this focus has affected your business compared to other remodelers, for example? Well, I can say uh, that you know I, I did a, a podcast or not a podcast, but a web webinar with uh, the NEHB a couple of years ago, and one of the interesting points was that the moderator there showed a few slides of what happened to builders during the downturn, sort of generally statistically, and then what happened to green builders, and it was um, almost a mirror image uh, in terms of um, and so you know his point was that if uh, you know those companies that did well and, and were able to grow during the downturn. Most of them were focusing on on green and environmental issues, and and it was for me it was kind of like oh geez that that's exactly what happened to us. You know our uh, companies were going out of business left and right all around us, and and somehow you know by focusing on this and talking about it a lot, you know we were one of the good news stories in the industry, and I I, I could literally get a uh, front page or at least, you know, of the home section, you know, once every two months in our local newspapers. Um, and just, you know, there was an awful lot of, um, media that was really looking to write something about the building industry that was good. So it really, you know, it took us from being a, a four person company to a 20 person company within a few years. And, you know, then we just sort of grew from there. So what do you suggest to homeowners? What are some of the best ways to help them reduce their energy costs and, you know, feel more comfortable in their home? Well, uh, I kind of follow a little moniker that I use called, uh, uh, use, uh, sorry, lose less, use less, and then produce. And um, really the lose less is first. And, and if you think about it, losing less energy means basically insulating and air tightening your house. Um, um, it's, it's, 
by far the most important thing that you can do to make a home more energy efficient, more comfortable. Um, and um, even in Michigan, where we have 17 degree days, I would say that in Ann Arbor, where the housing stock is a little older, there's probably about 40% of the homes here in Ann Arbor that are just, you know, very minimally, if not completely uninsulated. Oh, wow. Um, so it really is something that, um, you know, that people don't know a lot about. And, um, and when you, uh, when you do a great job insulating and air sealing somebody's house, it makes an immediate difference. They'll see it in their energy bills immediately and they'll certainly notice it in comfort. And, um, so, um, you know, looking for ways that we can, uh, when we're remodeling, that we can in- improve the thermal envelope of the home is, is a huge um, uh, factor. Um, and even when we're dealing with more modern homes, you know, they're often pretty leaky and they're, they, they could stand a lot of air sealing. And, and um, you know, so uh, just kind of looking at getting some, um, some, some numbers on the home, getting some testing going on the home is something that many clients are happy to have that information and will pay for somebody to come in and, uh, and sort of give an assessment of the, of how their home is doing from an energy and a, uh, you know, sort of an energy and, and air quality perspective and things like that. Um, and you can really use that information to target your results much better. Um, many times we find out that, you know, attics are woefully uninsulated or, or that, um, you know, that the bond, uh, where the foundation meets the framing is, is just whistling air through it. Um, and you know, air sealing is, is a huge thing too. It's it's worth about forty percent of the energy uh, uh, an average home loses mm. um, just from uh, air currents moving through the home uh, due to you know leaky leaky building envelope. The, so I would say that's number one. So just to clarify, when homeowners are calling you for a project, are they asking for this, or are they calling you for something like an addition or a kitchen, and you're offering to to look at their whole home's energy? situation no i would say that most homeowners are uh blissfully unaware of these issues and um uh and so uh, they are calling us for other work and uh when we are in the home is a good time to say hey have you looked at this have you uh have you considered you know uh the 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 you know these these tactics these these methods that we can do in your home uh and and if presented right and i i, I say that's kind of a key is presenting these to the client in the right manner uh, is really uh, is a is a really big help in, in in selling them and making them kind of desire these things really because honestly it's it's kind of like one of those things like dental work you know it's 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 you're you know it's a little bit painful um, and you, you know you don't really get much out of it except for uh, maybe you're, I, I think dental work might work might be worse worse because you know uh, at least there there's pain. Uh, the pain for people is is uh, is their monthly energy bill, but it's really easy to forget that, and um, they don't necessarily uh, uh, know well, what they can do to improve their home in that regard. And that's where we come in because we're the professionals, right? Sure. Uh, we we can look at their home and we can assess uh, how it's doing, and we can also ask them questions about how comfortable they are in the home and do they worry about the air quality in the home and and um, you know is there anything any allergies or asthma that anybody has. And, uh, you know, so kind of uh, tuning the, the the interview process to to focus in on some of the things that they they where they know their house isn't what it could be, but they don't know exactly what to do about it. So you mentioned testing, right? So do you automatically do? I assume blower door testing is one of the main tests you do. Uh, we used to offer that um, more or less as a standard, but um, uh, these days uh, the designers will uh, will suggest that if somebody is specifically looking for uh, for energy upgrades. And, 
And typically that's, uh, that's because, you know, the people that want that data tend to be more engineering types. They, uh, they are types that kind of collect data and, and, um, mm -hmm. and some people really want to know. So facilitating that relationship for them or, or getting that data together uh, can really help uh, direct some of their decisions. Okay, great. So you talked about lose less with the insulation in the house envelope. Now, how about the next one, use less? Well, right. And this one um, really takes, uh, there you know, are literally hundreds of products in a, in a, in a home that have, you know, so, some uh, use of energy and, and um, you know, over the years, for instance, one of them that I've really watched sort of blossom is the LED lighting. You know, I mean, um, it's gone from being something where we used to sell actually LED lighting back when the average price of a recessed can was, you know, a hundred bucks for a good one. And, you know, now they're a fraction of that. And, um, uh, and to the point where it does not make sense not to install LED lighting okay. uh, in a home. And, um, but uh, you'd be surprised at how many homes we go into from, you know, that I uh, go into that were recently remodeled by another builder or in a home tour situation and things like that. And I still see a lot of incandescent lights out there. So I would say it's not standard in the industry, but that's an, that's a no brainer. That's an easy one. You know, as your hot water heating, that's a hot water heating is a huge component of energy, 15%, let's say in most homes. Wow. Uh, so, you know, is your hot water heating heater efficient? Um, is it, uh, is it is it drafting by uh, mechanically drafting or or is it a power assist? Because if it's man, uh, mechanically drafting, and uh, you know you may end up being in a situation where that's causing a health issue in the home too. Because anytime the the house goes negative in pressure, you know you turn on bathroom fans and a kitchen hood and things like that, and you may be sucking that carbon monoxide back into your home. Oh wow! Um, so those are things. Uh, many times people will replace a furnace with a. Um, uh, uh, with a, uh, on, you know, like a, a, a 98% efficient furnace, let's say something that's sidewall vented and they'll leave their old mechanically drafted hot water heater, uh, which goes up a chimney. Well, you know, people don't know that a masonry chimney, uh, does not get hot enough from a hot water heater to be able to draw. So, um, you know, you really needed that furnace to be, make the hot water heater actually work uh, more oh, efficiently boy. too. And so, um, you know, you, a lot of times this can be creating an unhealthy air quality situation in a home too. So the, those two are very much related. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of healthy air quality, uh, you know, that's a, a huge issue too. And, and something that really is the hot button for a lot of people. Um, we install energy recovery ventilators quite a bit in our homes. Um, and, um, you know, that's a, a mechanical device that all in is probably, you know, five to five to $8,000 for the customer. Um, I have one in my home though, and I've noticed a huge difference in, in the air quality in my home. And, um, you know, when you build a tight home, you just have to think about all of the products that we bring in and all of these things that we find more and more are causing, you know, human health issues. Uh, well, you know, flushing the air in your home, but doing it while keeping the energy that you've already paid for once, uh, over the long term is a, is a good strategy for health that ends up not costing you a bunch of extra energy bills. And it targets where you're, where you're getting that fresh air too. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, so we talked about lose less. We talked a bit about use less. What about the last one? Was it produce? The last one is then produce, right. So that's, um, you know, um, uh, solar panels and things like that are, are sexy. Um, people want them. Um, that's, uh, I've had people call me up, and the first words out of their mouth were like, I want solar panels. Um, well, that's great. Have you insulated your home yet? Uh, that's my knowledge. Uh, great. Have you changed out your lighting yet to be LED lights? No. Uh, so uh, you start getting down the line, and, and uh, you know, I, I've said as a joke before, well, you know, solar is the last thing I want to put on your home. 
and 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 it kind of takes people aback because they're thinking, well, you know, I, I thought you were a green builder. You should want to put solar on my home. And I, it's not that I don't want to put solar on your home. It's literally the last thing that you put on your home. Okay. There, there's so, so much low-hanging fruit there. And if you optimize your home before you start installing solar, you can go to the point where that, that, that solar array that you put on your roof can go from, you know, making 10 or 15% of your total energy to... 70 or 80 percent of your total wow. energy just through all of these all of these pieces and parts that you can do to start chopping away at energy consumption yeah okay so what if the projects are smaller uh, you know if they're not doing uh, an addition or they don't need a whole house remodel or anything like that are some of these things also fit that uh, those smaller projects too right right and I think that a lot of this kind of falls under the um, sort of like while you're here uh, rubric Um mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say you're doing a kitchen remodel, and, and we've all had the experience where we're like, hey, well, as long as you've done the kitchen, you might as well remodel my mudroom too, and, and gosh, my living room's looking a little dated. Um, so, you know, you end up kind of spreading out in some cases anyway. Um, with when, when people are given information about their home, like, geez, your, your attic is, is really under-insulated, and, and we're seeing a lot of thermal bridges, uh, you know, in, in your home generally, uh, you know, maybe some some uh, some infrared images of their home and things like that. If you're pointing out issues where they really have an honest, honest to God deficiency in the home, most people would take that as an opportunity to correct those problems at the same time. You know, budget is always an issue, but that is one of the powers of sort of, uh, of, uh, you know, using these techniques, the, uh, in, in building homes, making a home more comfortable and, and, and healthy and efficient is that, you know, many times you know, people are not going to ignore a hole on the roof to to um, remodel their kitchen and sort of getting to the point where they see this as a deficiency in the house, because it is, um, you know, really helps them make the decision to maybe open up their wallet a little a little wider. Okay. And I, I think that um, uh, really having control of, of, uh, of that information and, and letting them know where they could be doing better makes a, a pretty big difference. So you feel that having that capability and the expertise, I'm assuming throughout the employees in your company, really makes you stand out and be different than the others in the community. Well, it can. I mean, I'm not saying this is a, a, a panacea or that it works every time or anything else, but um, certainly when it comes to you know anybody that I'm meeting uh, in town that I'm, where I'm I'm talking to another person that already knows me. And I'm meeting, uh, you know, a new person will, you know, usually say Doug is, you know, is, uh, he's the green building guru in town. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so you sort of, um, it sort of starts becoming something where, uh, it may be a little bit of a self-selecting thing. You know, people that are interested in these issues generally call us. Uh, right. We're one of the only options that if that is some, a hot button issue for them, there's not a huge number of builders to choose from. So it does differentiate us in that regard. Uh, but I also feel like uh, that reputation helps us in the community just generally. And um, it also is, is something where, you know, the, the, the people who are out there doing the work and, and doing the sales and things like that at Metal Arc are, uh, are uh, aware enough of these issues because we talk about them frequently enough where even if, um, even if they're stumped and, and they, they know something is going on, uh, they can still, they can still, I'll still get involved with that. I'll still you know, help figure out issues and things like that. Um, so uh, while I, I wouldn't expect it to say, or I couldn't say that everybody in, in the company has sort of the level of knowledge that I might sure. have or that certain people in the company might have, 
we certainly are a company that talks to each other and can figure out these issues as a team. That's kind of interesting because you obviously are so passionate about it. And, you know, I've, again, I've known you for so long and you, you've been that way. So I would ex- assume that many of the people you hire, they've got to have a certain level of interest and passion about it to fit and, and to, to help support the, the positioning of the company. Yes? Yeah, I, I don't know that we actually really would hire for that. Other, we would, I think we would more be interested in, in sort of the other parts of it, their enthusiasm in general and um, their ability to communicate well and, and all those things, the, the, the things that make a classic good employee. Yeah. Generally speaking, I think that um, at a vision level, though, uh, for the company, nobody is going to mind working at a company or, or being affiliated with a company that has a high lofty goals. Right. Right. And so, um, if, if, you know, and, and I, and I would say that, you know, the environmental concerns for us are, are one of our sort of our, our vision principles and things like that. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to buy into all this stuff to, to work at metal arc. I just think that most people, once they know, uh, you know, about what the, what the availability is and, and to be perfectly honest with you, sort of the dismal state of, of, uh, construction in America. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 something that everybody strives for for better quality and 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 more forward thinking uh, building in general. And I think that that would be those are the those are the things that attract the type of employees that tend to be uh, more interested in these types of issues anyway. Okay. Doug, this this is all really really interesting. But I'll be honest, as as fascinating as it is, I'm still stuck on the fact that you went out into the wilderness with nothing and tried to live off the <laughs> land. <laughs> that was pretty intense. How, how long did you go out for? How long did you try to do that for? Well, I think uh, the longest time we went out for was about two weeks. Oh, my wow. God. That and, blows my mind. Uh, so uh, there's a sacred order. Uh, uh, it's um, uh, 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 fire, shelter, water, food. And... Um, and uh, that's, uh, you know, where that sacred order name came from, I don't know, but that's what they call it anyway. That's and that intense. is to say that if you want to live, uh, you know, you better get a, you better get a fire first because it can take a while, especially if it's like raining or something like that. And you're trying to look for, you know, sticks to rub together. Let's, uh, it's not quite that much, but, uh, you know, uh, things like that, you better get that going quick because, you know, keeping your body <laughs> thermally comfortable is the most important thing, which is why shelter comes next. That's fascinating. Um, and then, uh, uh now the guys who um, the guys who were training us at that time, um, we would go out with a knife and a big wool blanket and whatever. But they, they used to call that camping. <laughs> so the guys that we were training us were uh, were like, yeah, if you're if you're if you're taking a knife and a blanket, you're kind of cheating. Oh boy! <laughs> so, um, Could you wear clothes? We were nowhere near. The- <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, 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 some, some it's, of them make their own clothing. Yes, and, and uh, well, at least it wasn't naked and afraid. I, I feel that at, at our at the height, I could have existed and been healthy, uh, absent any injuries or anything like that. I could have uh, subsisted uh, from basically late in Michigan from late April until about late October. Wow. And then in the winter, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> well, this probably isn't going to be as stressful as that situation, but I've heard the lightning round comes kind of close. So, And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. Uh, we're going to put 60 okay. seconds on the clock. You ready? I am ready. What is your favorite business book and why? Favorite business book is Blue Ocean Strategy. Um and uh, why? Um, 
I always feel that if you can, even in a crowded industry, you need to find a way to stand out and to make it so that what you're offering is different from what everybody else is. Um, and so uh, to, to me, uh, Blue Ocean is, is one where uh, where we've created a dynamic where um, the other competition just simply are on a different playing field. And, and, and we have a, a, a whole subset of, of a particular business, more or less to ourselves or with very few players in that. Um, but you can also use think of that as a almost a life strategy too to go where people aren't and uh, and make yourself stand out a little bit. If you weren't the owner of a remodeling company, what do you think you'd be doing? That is a good question. I I think um, I think I probably would be doing something laboratory based or um, you know running a company that had something to do with with some kind of a scientific output. I'm, what are you not very good at? What I'm not very good at is regular routine things, uh, the weekly meetings, uh, the uh, HR type functions, uh, anything that is not like a, uh, you know, a shiny object for me to chase after. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? I guess the one that gets cleaned cleaned the least frequently is my desk, but um, it's probably the one that gives me the most stress, so. Name a movie you've seen more than 10 times. Well, since the season for Star Wars, uh, <laughs> the original Star Wars, I think when I was uh, when I first came out, I was probably in sixth grade, maybe fifth grade, and I probably saw that movie a hundred times before oh. there was even such thing as the VCR. Oh wow! What's the last video game you played? Uh, Galaga. Nice. Uh, where- uh, my son uh, had no idea that I grew up in the era of standalone video games, so I played it and like easily set the high score. And <laughs> totally amazed that I even that I even knew how to play a video game. That's, <laughs> oh, that's wild. Well, Doug, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, very interesting. Love the idea of going where people aren't, doing things that'll make you stand out, and you certainly have done that in your market. Um, so thank you so much for doing that. And before you go, oh, yeah. however, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and tell us why they resonate with you. Well, uh, it's kind of the same as we just were saying. Uh, stand out from the crowd would be my five words. And, and um, boy, it's a lot easier to, to sell anything if, you, if you're differentiating yourself and, and everybody can see it. Um, but it's, it's, it's more than just about business. It's about sort of a way of life of uh, uh, making sure that um, – uh, that you know the the efforts that you're putting into something are are can be fully realized. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you so much again. Uh, it was very generous of you to share. Appreciate it very much, and I look forward to seeing you at the next roundtables meeting. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doug. Bye, Doug. Well, that was pretty darn interesting, wasn't it? It was pretty darn interesting. You know, I don't know a whole lot of the mechanics of a house or some of the technical things he was talking about, but fascinating stuff. I would never have known that about, like, the water heater and the chimney and Mm -hmm. the heat to create the draw and all that stuff. If somebody came to me and told me that stuff as a homeowner, I'd be sitting up and taking notice. Yeah. You just don't know what you don't know. It's it's really cool, and I love the fact you know the the whole standout from the crowd. It's it's the cornerstone of positioning your your company and marketing. I mean, we just had the marketing masterclass last week, Mm -hmm. and it was a huge part of it. The French actually call it chercher le chrono, ah. which means find the hole. Ah, and you find okay. a hole. You're supposed to find a hole in the in the market and fill it. Yeah. Oh, there you go again. Like he said, go where people aren't. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was good stuff. You know, this is a this is not the first uh, time we've talked about green building in this podcast, 
Um, but it's it's one of those things I don't think enough people take advantage of or think about or start to implement to help them stand out in that marketplace. I loved, uh, I loved when he said, you know, put Putting solar panels, it's the last thing I want to do is put solar, solar <laughs> yeah. panels on your house. <laughs> literally. But, but I thought, no, literally. <laughs> it, it, it actually it reminds me of that time I went to the bar and I needed to get the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. And the bartender was like, <laughs> was like well, you need, to buy a, you need to buy a drink first. And, and I, so I ordered a drink. And then after I ordered the drink, I said, now can I get the Wi-Fi password? And he said, well, you need to order a drink first. All lowercase, no spaces. <laughs> Yeah, funny, funny. <laughs> but right. it, it made me think of that when he said, well, yeah. it's, no, literally, yeah. it's the last thing I want to put on your house. We yeah. got to do all this other stuff first. Yeah, yeah, that was good. All right. Well, we want to thank Doug Selby for taking the time to talk to us about green building. And we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a beautiful day.